Are you not freezing, by the way, Paris? Freezing. <laughs> it's cold as balls in here. Uh, it's also International Women's Day, Paris. It is. What does that mean to you? It's a day to celebrate women because women rule the world. Mm-hmm. We're amazing. And I am just like so into girl power and women empowerment and really celebrating. Just I feel like it's just such an amazing time right now, especially for women, where everyone's just like getting the respect that we all deserve and just I see so many just women in the industry and female entrepreneurs and just I don't know I think it's just an amazing time to be a girl who are your favorite women in your life well my mom and my sister I am so close with them and then today's guest is someone who I really just look up to and admire I think she is not only one of the most hilarious women, but she uses her voice and advocates for everyone. And just, I really just admire that. Someone who sticks up for other people and is using her platform in such a positive way. And um, I'm excited just to talk with her. I think she's, it's gonna be a very fun and interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. She's an advocate. She's a television star and a world-class stand-up comedian. Uh, let's welcome Amy Schumer. That's hot. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this, by the way. Thanks for thinking of me. I'm excited. Me too. Have you guys worked together before? No. No. Just communicated. Just loved, just sent love to each other. You guys are both very lovely people, so that would make perfect sense. Yes. We're pen pals we on DM. angels. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So I've been watching Expecting Amy and I like have fallen even more in love with you. Oh my God. I hope you aren't like puking watching it. <laughs> no, I love just how just funny you are, how brave you are, just everything. It's just, it's really amazing that you let people in like that. Thank you. Was it hard That's for really you amazing. since you're probably used to like being an actress and a comedian and being on stage right. mostly? Yeah, it was, um, I think I was, I think it was a defense mechanism. Like, I think I felt so, I think a, lot, a reason that a lot of people get into stand up is because of some trauma when they're younger. And so it's like a way to feel control, you know? So I feel like, I think that I was like, let's film this and film on our cell phones because to me it felt like I could control it in that way or something, you know, because I felt so vulnerable. And then, and the whole time we were shooting, it was like, we might not use any of this. We're not going to put any pressure on ourselves to turn this into anything. So that kind of took the the heaviness off of it. Um, and it made it funny because like so much, I was vomiting so much <laughs> that it was just funny. Like it was just like, I, I was, except for the times where I had to go to the hospital, I was like, and even then I was still joking, but it's just, you have to laugh because it's so awful it's such a living nightmare i did make the mistake of trying to watch it while eating breakfast and it was rough there should be a warning there should be a real warning oh my god and my son puked on me last night like it was just one of those like you know like if you've ever had a baby had the pleasure of having a baby throw up on you it's like so much like you can't believe it's coming out of them and 
It was like I was just slimed. Like I had to change everything. My underwear was soaking wet. Like everything was, and it was like, you know, and I almost threw up that I was, it's just vomiting is, is funny, you know. That's hot. <laughs> that deserves a that's hot. Yeah. That that. How old is your son? I want to say, no, I'm just kidding. He's uh, just, he's going to turn two in May. So it's all worth it. All the vomiting. Yes. <laughs> the hype is real. He lives up to the hype. Everybody said it'll be worth it. And that's one of the things you just want to punch people in the face. But did seeing I'm having a really good experience with the, you know, having a kid post post pregnancy. Did seeing expecting Amy for you, Paris, make you nervous at all about anything like? Um, I, yeah, it made me nervous because I feel like that's the scariest part is being pregnant and then actually having the baby. Like I've been going through IVF like all during quarantine, which I thought was like the perfect time to do it since the world is like shut down. How was your experience with IVF? Um, well, first of all, I'm glad to hear you say that it's not, that it didn't put you off of having kids. Cause that was my fear that people would see it and be like, this could happen to me. I'm not doing this. Um, IVF for me was really, really brutal. I had a very hard time. Um, yeah, I think I, I also like found out this year that I have Lyme and I have endometriosis. So I, I, my body just kind of whatever autoimmune stuff I have, like I, I felt real sick and I bruised and, um, and then, you know, the outcome was, was, you know, some people have, you know, I had like this crazy, like I had like they're like, we have 31 eggs. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a goddess. And then <laughs> it was like, okay, 11 of them fertilized. And then, okay, one is normal. You know, I got like one normal embryo out of it. So it was like, so I was like, and you know, a lot of people do it many times. So it, it was a real roller coaster. And I don't think that I could do it again. How was it for you? Just like you said, it's so emotional. It's really hard. Like I'm, my heart goes out to people who have to go through all of that because it really is a lot just emotionally it's a lot physically too you oh know? yeah the it's, shots are like i hate needles and like you know and hard times like really being like keep myself being nice to chris because i mean truly we're getting needled all this stuff and he they have to jerk off into a cup and they're done <laughs> they're yeah the done. guys get it easy I know. I'm like, this is so unfair. Um, but, but speaking of of Chris, he's the nicest. He's so great in your cooking show. He's really sweet. And expecting Amy, he was just so sweet. It, I gotta imagine having that support made it all just that much easier. He's he's a really deeply kind person and very supportive and did his absolute best. But he also he's on the spectrum, and so you know those times where you're like looking for some empathy, like to communicate with him. You know, we have, we, we go to therapy. Like we have, well, we don't go. We, we talk to our therapist when we need to. Um, sometimes that communication is, is hard. And it's like, you know, really what I needed during my pregnancy was truly a home attendant. Like I, and that's why a lot of women who get hyperemesis, I think 50% of the marriages fail because of how sick you are, how needy you are. And you just aren't available, you know, to, um, and because of my privilege, I could, you know, I'm assistant, I had people helping, but, but really it was just me and him. And, 
and it i mean it's not it's nine months that is not a joke that's a long time you know to be like just waiting on somebody basically um but he's such a great partner and such a great dad it's it's crazy but you know we run into trouble communicating like i think every other couple um yeah and he's also but you know like like i was laughing because i'll say something like that i feel is really meaningful to him like i said to him i go even though you know covid has been awful i'm like in some ways it's been the best time of my life with you and he looked at me and he went i'm gonna go put the windows up in the car (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like okay like he's you know he's very very funny um sometimes he will say the dead wrong thing yeah you and paris have kind of similar uh relationship arcs with the whole covid thing Mm -hmm. at least like you know it was a fairly quick relationship right for both people before the engagement and everything do you think that helps i think in your guys's case maybe it helps because you know everything was still so honeymoony well i think when you're i mean that's the thing though. Like, you know, when I, when we met, I think I was either 37 or 38. Um, you know, we've dated, I'll speak for both Paris and myself. We've dated, <laughs> we've dated, we've, we've been in long relationships. And I think part of that makes you like, when you do find the person that you want to like partner up with for life, I feel like, you know, I felt like old enough to make that decision. Like we both knew we were like, let's go. This is, Mm. this is good. This isn't, I don't know what I saw, but they were like, it's not enough to just fall in love because like falling in love is amazing. And I've done it and and Chris and I fell in love, but it was like, you know, my dad is MS. He's in a wheelchair. You're like, who's going to push my wheelchair? Mm -hmm. Like who? And then, and the pandemic, exactly. You're like, how did we do during a global pandemic? Like you, you find out a lot about somebody in that time and congratulations on your engagement that's so exciting i'm so happy it's like you said when you find the one you just know and it's like your person and after going through other dating like you just you don't want to waste time like once you like i don't know i I was just like i would have rather been single forever if i hadn't met him i feel like i feel like he was made for me exactly yeah i was like kind of i had almost like accepted that like okay i'm gonna you know just be close with my family and friends and maybe i'll fall in love a couple more times and probably won't get married and then this person shows up and you're like nope i want to partner up with you and let's start now we want to start our lives now it's not about the wedding even though we did have a blast at our wedding (laughs) and we went all out um we just were like let's get started on our on our life together and yeah i and we really like being married I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you think Carter's going to handle the IVF stuff? He seems like he's so ready and He's been amazing because we've been doing it the whole quarantine, so he's just been so supportive and I can't imagine doing it with anyone else. I would never, I don't know. I never even thought about doing it. I didn't even know what it was until like like a year ago. Right. Your body tells you like when you meet that person, you can't it's not about anything. You're just like I want to make babies with you. What? Who said that? You know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You and guys are so like cute together. I love it. Oh, thank you. I mean, things are still hard. So it's not like, you know, it's not just like, 
I found my person and every day is, you know, we, especially during the pandemic, it was also like, we would really, you know, we would get into it. Um, but also just like, ugh, whatever, just move on, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cause you're fighting with someone, but then you also want to watch the bachelor with them. So you're like, okay, can we just skip to the end and I'm sorry, <laughs> watch our, our reality show that we're going to watch? Yes. <laughs> The other day we were talking about um, kind of everything with, especially with Letterman and some of these comedians and you being a comedian, uh, you've been pretty good at avoiding crossing the line. And we've talked about how Paris was kind of the line for a while. Paris, Brittany, like was kind of like the center of a lot of jokes. Well, what's your thought on comedy right now and and this kind of PC culture, but it's also, you know, now I get to see it from the other side, being uh, close with Paris, yeah. where you get to see, oh, this is a person who dealt with a lot of people saying these things. Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think it's really important that, and, and kind of amazing to be hearing, to be, you know, to be hearing the story from, um, from the person's perspective, you know, from Brittany's perspective, from Paris's perspective, because you're like there's one way you can think of someone and okay, you can make them a fast punchline, but then to be like, Hey, if you're interested and take the time, you can see how hard these women work mm-hmm. and that they, they're not there by accident. Like they have created their own, um, you know, potential, like they've created their own careers and I mean, changed the world. I mean, really changed the world. And so, um, you know, people who are kind of getting in trouble now for something that they said years ago, I, I think that's okay. And like, I made jokes that I'm not proud of now. I was trying to think, I was like, did I ever write a joke about Paris? I know I had one joke and it wasn't about Paris, but I think it was, it was something like, well, first of all, I loved a simple life. I don't know if I ever told you that, but I just thought it was, I just thought you guys were so funny. And I just loved, I, I felt like it was such a feminist funny show and then so I had this dog I'm like I said something it was like something with Paris Hilton and her dog the chihuahua what's its name Nicole Tinkerbell oh no yeah no but that was the joke like you know that was the joke um but you know and I've joked about Kim over the years and I'm friends with Kim and uh but I think yeah like you you get older like as a comedian who did roasts like I started out doing the roasts on Comedy Central and and then as I've gotten older, you're like, these, these have consequences and these will hurt people's feelings. And so I don't want to say a joke that's going to hurt someone's feelings anymore. And, and in terms of, um, you know, making people, anybody who's upset about cancel culture, I think is probably has problematic behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that people are being um, asked to answer for themselves, if you aren't I don't, if you're evolving and you're educating yourself, then, then I think it's okay. And, and hopefully you won't be canceled or whatever, if you are actually putting in genuine, authentic efforts to, to educate yourself and, and, and move with the culture in the way that thank God it's going. Um, And with celebrity, it just reached, I mean, Paris and Brittany, like, were the, like nothing, it's crazy to have lived during that, to like have witnessed that and just that whole era and, 
And the fact like coming out of it and having a career and a family and relationships, like that is not easy. And a lot of, I would say 99% of people can't handle it, couldn't handle it. And so I think there's really something to be said for having this long career. Cause it's not about, it's like, okay, so I'm this quick joke to you right now, whatever I mean to you. Um, but you know, time, time, time tells it's like, no, I'm like working and I have a whole <laughs> infrastructure and, um, but you know, it's like what people think of you is none of your business. I really think it's, it's you knowing who you are and the people close to you and, and what you're doing, you know? So like, I think, yeah, like let people talk, let people have an idea of who you are. Um, because the truth I think does come out. You said that her on simple life was like, you know, empowering from a feminist perspective, or you said it was, it was feminist, feministic. Um, I agree now knowing that Paris was doing a, basically a performance the entire time with Nicole and captivating the entire world. Did you know that at the time or were you like the public just being like, I can't tell? No, I, I felt like I could tell. I, I, I remember thinking these girls are so funny and I would love to hang out with them. <laughs> you know, I, I knew like it was playing things up. It wasn't like the camera, it wasn't like hidden camera show on them. Like it was like, <laughs> They know, knew it was working and why it was funny. And no, I, I loved it. And I loved that. And I still love that, like unapologetic, um, you know, just self-actualized. Like people, you know, there's this podcast that I love called Poog. It's a goop backwards with Jacqueline Novak and Kate Berlant. And it really is just like people not apologizing for who they are and just sharing their genuine thoughts and feelings. And there's just something so refreshing about that because um especially right now where people are really checking themselves and as we should be you know um it's just fun to see people like you know fully living in their own skin and being like this is me and this is who i am and where i come from and i'm gonna share this like you know insight into my life but i'm not gonna apologize for it uh is is just so appealing to me I want to listen to that. Poog. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Poog. Yeah. All, <laughs> all the research we have to do for the show is like, listen to these 12 podcasts. And so my list has gone exponentially bigger now. Yeah. So Poog are you is... guys watching any TV shows? Um, Schitt's Creek is what I oh, really okay. love. Yeah. I watch just reality. I just watch like Love After Lockup and <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I watched that. That was hilarious. Love After yeah, Lockup is stop. wild. <laughs> so good i watch it live on fridays yeah i watched it live in my house when i was uh like 23 years old my stepbrother got out of prison and basically got engaged or they were like dating seriously i don't know if they ever got engaged to a woman that he had never met and then they got out of prison and came over the day that he got out <laughs> i was like i thought to myself this should be a show and then years later it was a real show oh my god you lived love after lockup Oh, and it is. So How did it go? How did it go? <laughs> um, not good. If you're yeah, the type it of never person, goes well. no. Uh, spoiler alert: It never goes well. If you ever go to your therapist and go, "So I'm seeing this guy. He's getting out in a few months." It's just it couldn't be a bigger red flag right. for both people. There's no good. If you're saying somebody's getting out of anything, <laughs> it's probably not not good. 
Yeah, absolutely. What can you remember like when you were younger, what were your what were your toxic relationships? Like what were the traits that like you would find yourself being attracted to or situations where you're like, why do I keep ending up in this situation? Oh God. Well, first of all, I was probably toxic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I liked, I got in a pattern of dating guys that were like, I just thought were so funny and brilliant and that I didn't like deserve to be with them who weren't that nice to me. Hmm. Um, and then at the, you know, toward the end of the relationship, I, I would realize like, wait, I'm like, I'm actually better than them. Um, yes. and they've been, you know, and they've been manipulating me to feel bad about myself so that I would stay, feel like I needed to stay. And that's a pattern that it took me a while to break. Um, yeah, but you know, that those patterns can be broken, which is really cool. Like anybody can wind up in a, in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the thing. And also just to bring up the work that you've been doing Paris with, um, the school you went to. Uh, you know, I think people get an idea in their heads of like that a strong person or whatever, like won't fall prey to any sort of abuse. And it's just not true. Like you, there's no one type of person that that happens to it's, it can happen to absolutely anyone. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the key is to, I think once you realized it happened and you're ready to talk about it, to speak out to prevent it from happening for other people. Like I think about that now, like any situation, even if I'm in like a doctor's office and he makes me uncomfortable or something, I'll call out the behavior thinking about the next woman who comes in here. I have a responsibility to her, mm. you know, just like you have felt the responsibility yeah. to, you know, Thank students you. who are coming after. I appreciate that. I didn't realize, you know, telling that story was so difficult and so hard and, I never thought I would ever talk about it again, but I'm so grateful that I did because now I'm literally changing laws and saving children and just to feel that you know, I've kind of maybe think that maybe that happened for a reason. Maybe I had to go through that because I could one day use my voice to help the others. And I just know the little girl in me would be so proud of the woman that I am today. Can I say this? Mm. That's hot. Yes. <laughs> this is Paris. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Paris. I do want to ask you, Paris, the same question about the relationships, though, because I feel like you had some public relationships. I'm sure you also had many that people don't know about. Or was that not the case? Did everybody find out everything? They were mostly public. There was some private, but the media always found out. I dated out. Prince William. I dated yes. Prince William for four years. <laughs> what were the toxic like traits, personalities you were attracted to? What were the situations? Um, just I was relating so much what Amy was just saying, how they would try to make me feel feel bad about myself, where I would feel like I needed them. And I don't know, just trying to make me feel insecure. And then just worse things, obviously, as well, like being verbally abusive, physically abusive, emotionally, just cheating, just trying just to do mean things all the time um, with a lot of people. So I've been through it. I feel like a lot of I mean, I think it goes men can also be in this situation, but primarily men uh, are the ones with the egos in the relationship who need for some reason to make the other people feel bad. And I don't think it is funny. You don't realize that until you're older, that that is something you went through time and time again. What are some of the like things, if you don't mind, if it's not too uncomfortable to like, what would someone say to you? What would a guy say? Because I think there's a lot of young women listening to this right now who probably don't know that that's happening to them. And they just think to themselves, why do I feel kind of bad? all the time. Right. Right. Well, you know, my abuse went like pretty far. Um, but you know, it was subtle things just like, like, I remember one time we were like at a gas station meeting this guy and I picked, I got out of the car and I like kind of picked my wedgie and he was like, that's so gross when you do that. Like that makes me sick. Um, 
And, you know, now I, I'd be like, are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> but at the time I was just like, oh, that's unappealing. And he would, um, and he was a f- photographer at the time and he'd be like, oh, my ex-girlfriend like would have done this so well. And, you know, all of that up to the point of really wanting to hurt me and chasing me with a knife. Or um, one time I was in the shower and he just opened the shower curtain and he just laughed at me, just like started laughing at me. Um, and uh, and he, I think he peed on me. He peed on me in the shower while he was laughing at me. So and this was when I was like early 20s, you know, mm-hmm. Um but I, this is after years of kind of grooming and, and brainwashing. Um, and then, but once I saw that it was, so, you know, it went from real subtle things to, um, you know, locking me in a room and all that. Uh, but, but once I realized, I don't know what it was. It was just one day, it was out of nowhere. He said something and I, I just realized like, oh, he's just really afraid of losing me none of this has been true and it's all about that and i couldn't unsee it and so mm-hmm. when he would say something mean i i was almost laughing at him and then i was just really angry um yeah and uh and and you know and and still i stayed for i don't know a month or something and then um yeah and then there was a night where he uh we have this insane night. I wrote about it in my book, but uh, it was just crazy. And he did wind up chasing me with a knife. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's not, you know, when people say, I, I read some interview with, um, is it FKA Twigs? Mm-hmm. Okay, am I the oldest person in the world? I'm like, FK Twigs? Um, just where she's like, people just need to stop asking the why didn't you leave? It's like, um, because with abuse, it's not, it's not cut and dry like that. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not easy. And, um, so I'm just, I'm so like sensitive to those patterns now. And it took me a long time to be able to trust a guy. Uh, and I still struggle with that a little bit, you know, sometimes like a guy who would truly try and like sabotage you and, you know, yeah. I'm gonna cry. Hearing that. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I want to like, knock that guy I out. Podcast and I'm like the biggest bummer. Yeah. No, it's. What got, about you? Did you have like just so much, like just very scary experiences where I look back now and I'm like, I cannot believe that I like stood for that or thought that was okay or stayed with someone continuously when they would do things like that. Um, so for your family too, you know, it's like your family and your friends are watching this, like, but they put a lot of shame on you. you feel ashamed almost. So I would like stick up yeah. for them and lie and be like, no, that's not true. It's not happening. Cause I was embarrassed for myself or I don't know. There's like the shame yeah. that comes with it. And I think for girls listening, do not be ashamed and be honest and talk to someone who will talk sense into you and let you know, like you need to get away from this person. They, are abusing you, whether it's verbally, emotionally, physically, anything that's not right. And the person does not love you. They, they shouldn't be in your life. So I don't know. The thing, the hell of the hell of being in love with someone who hurts you is real, really painful. Rain 
R-A-I-N-N is a great resource, um, you know, for somebody reaching out, looking to take maybe first steps or just talk to somebody trying to get out of an abusive relationship. Yeah, you mentioned. Because, yeah, it's not this like, it's not like, you know, really, I had this stereotype in my head of what I thought somebody who was abused would look like, and it wasn't me. Mm. Um, but especially during the pandemic, it's been really hard. W- women are trapped with their abusers. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think this is so important for a lot no, of I- women to hear. <laughs> I think, one, there is, uh, obviously, Paris has this kind of aura of like, Paris Hilton. I think we all, I growing up with it, I never would have associated that, especially as a young man, I would have never associated that with like any sort of, any sort of vulnerability. And I think Amy as a stand-up comedian and a very successful one. I think the same thing, like I, you're so self-deprecating uh, in your humor, which I love. It's definitely my family's brand of humor as well. But is is that did that become a coping mechanism was that always the case did you transition into kind of making fun of yourself first yeah i I was totally born out of a defense mechanism um and still is and 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 not just a defense mechanism like sort of about my self-esteem but also like with what made me so sexual and talk about such sexual stuff when I was starting out in standup, um, because now like I have the lowest T in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, when I was starting, it would be like, I would think if a guy, you know, if, if, a um, it was about control again. So if I felt like a man was going to make some sort of a sexual comment about me, like I would want to make it first. You know, Hmm. Um, not just not even just to be made fun of, but just to be like sexualized. I wanted to be in control of that. So, um, yeah, like so any jokes, like especially self-deprecating jokes, which I still enjoy making. But even those I started to find were harmful to could be harmful to people because they're like, if she's making jokes that she's fat, then what am I? You know, like so. Hmm. And. I just, yeah, so I try not to do that anymore um, with that thought in mind. Uh, but sometimes it's it's just too fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like I'm about to start shooting a TV show and uh, I'm turning 40 this year, you know. And like, so from, you know, so I have like basically a Mitch McConnell, like double chin. Like if I, so on camera, you know, like, so on set, I will, I'll make jokes about it, you know, but just because it makes me, I don't know, it makes me feel better to be like, okay, and can somebody come light my other chin? Uh, yeah, some of those I'll just, I'll have to keep those with me. Are you self-deprecating, Paris? I think I am. I think, yeah, it's like on the simple life. I was always kind of, you know, laughing at myself almost where... I think people didn't understand that, but I always knew exactly what I was doing and saying it was all just like an act. And maybe some of that also does stem back from that, which, you know, I'm realizing so much in this past year. Like I didn't even know who I was like a year ago. So I really have learned so much and why I am the way I am because of things that have happened in my past. That's interesting to hear from Amy as well. Not being able to trust people. Like, yes. You know, if, if people are like, you're paranoid, it's like, because I've been truly betrayed 
several times <laughs> by the people who I was supposed to trust the most. You know, it's like th- those parts of, I would say, us are earned. Yeah, I know you've dealt with a lot of, you know, people betraying your trust. Obviously, yeah. people want to be in the circle and then they want to take advantage of the circle. What's that like? You know, like not being not being sure of anybody coming into your life. I think in LA, it's something you get used to. Uh, like I've been used by so many people and it's hard to really let people in. Um, that's why I have like a very small group of friends that I trust. What about you, Amy? Um, I want to be in the circle. Uh, <laughs> I, I just need to be upfront about that. Um, I am the same. I, you know, I, I was like made train wreck and my sketch show and like got pretty famous pretty quick. And, um, you know, you get all that, like all these things that are in front of you and it's all nonsense, you know, and I feel lucky to have come out of that and been like, okay, no, these are the things and these are the people that make me happy. So I have a, I have a, I would say a pretty small group of really good friends. Um, my best friends are, you know, comedians two of them, Bridget Everett, Rachel Feinstein. And then, um, and then my friends from home, my, my best friends that are, you know, nurses and teachers from like middle school, we've been friends, you know, and then there's like another tier, but I don't like, you know, my level of, of fame and whatever is, very different than yours. So I don't get as much, I don't have to be as protective. Like people, if there's something they want from me, they'll, I'm really good about boundaries too. I'll just be like, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, people don't like want, uh, I don't think, cause I, they're not trying to get into my circle. Uh, you know, they're just like, so I have a different experience. It's, it's probably like, one twenty fifth as intense, I would guess. The, perk, the perks of being a stand up comedian are very insular to the stand up comedian for the most part. It's not like being a, a Paris in the world where I feel like people. I don't know what it is. Like I know so I've everyone I've talked to. You know when I say, "Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to go interview Amy with Paris today," and everybody says that you're the nicest and that they've met you, and that I think you're. As opposed to what Amy's saying, it feels like you do let people in to an extent. You have a hard, do you have a hard time saying no? I hate saying no. <laughs> I'm like the least confrontational person in the world. I'm like, I cannot say no. I'm like, I feel just shy and weird. So you need to it's teach hard. me how to be like more assertive. How to be a no problem. Sign <laughs> up for my master class. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's well. The thing is, it's like you know, when people are asking you for something they're already mad at you that they need something from you. They already resent because, and they're thinking you're going to resent that you're asking. So it's this whole cycle that you have no control over. So I'll either say like, of course, or I'm trying to take things off my plate right now. And no, and, and know that with the consequences that that will piss them off. And it's also like people that you've done favors for, for years. And the first time you say no, they're mad at you. So it's like, you have no control. So, you know, just, and this is my new philosophy lately. Whatever's going on, once I, I'm like stressed, I'm trying to work, and then I just start going, I go, I think I'm doing the best I can. And then I just kind of dance like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, doing I'm doing my best. And that's my philosophy. Okay, I'm going to try that. That's yeah, great. I, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Yes. That's great. 
Do you, do you want to be better at saying no? Like, do you think that you will, or do you have just so many other safeguards in place? Like your circle, your sister being the gatekeeper. Yeah, I think, yeah, my sister will be the one that will say no. Or I can try Amy's little dance move and just like change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing my best. Doing, wait, I'll, here, let's practice. I'll ask you to do something. I okay? love this. I know. Okay. Paris, hey girl, it's me, Amy. Um, I'm doing a fundraiser for Chinchillas. Um, and uh, and I really want to know if, if can you DJ from like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. at my Chinchilla fundraiser? It's to benefit the Chinchillas. That sounds so nice. But I love Chinchillas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> like yes, I love my <laughs> three a.m. to five. How about three a.m. to seven a.m.? I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Do my best. Uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have come to you with such a fly request. That was too. That was too good to say no. What about a chinchilla? You're working. Amy wants you to help with a chinchilla coat factory that she's launching, no. and she would like you to. Then yes, I know she yes, would never. Come to my opening. I'd be like, no. Okay, that's good. That's a good harsh rejection. We like that one. With yeah. no, with this. Yeah, no. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Doing my Sorry. Best. That's great I advice. Like it. I hope it's hard. It's hard to like to keep, you know, your life running and also not have people be mad at you. Like it's a lot to juggle, and then people want you to remember their birthdays, and uh, and you're just like, oh, I can't win. It's a lot. <laughs> So I have two words for you. Penis carrot. Tell us the story. <laughs> okay. This is really exciting. Actually, uh, I'm glad you're bringing up my penis carrot. That carrot, um, which just wound up in our kitchen. And that's one of the things that Chris is so funny because if I had found this carrot, I would have been screaming and running around showing everyone. And I just, I tucked Gene in and then I came out. And he was just kind of cooking dinner and he's just like, you should check out that carrot over there. Like so deadpan, like nothing, you know? And I pick it up and I'm like, are you serious right now with this carrot? So anyway, I sent it to my friend, um, Tyler, and he, um, he like cast it and, and made like 12 bronze carrots. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we're going to auction them off for charity in case people want them in their in their homes. I know I'm going to have one in my home. They're so chic. Um, yeah. Maybe it'll be something for International Women's Day. Maybe that would be a good. I like it. A good charity. Oh, that's great. You know? That's so good. Are they fully bronze now? Are they ready? They're fully circumcised and they're fully bronze. Yeah, they're ready. They're Do you have any with you? He Can just we... sent me. They, they, he just finished them. What? Oh, oh, you don't have it there with you yet? No, they're at his warehouse. Um, Yeah. I love Keep it. Those thank, you for, thank you for asking. Do you yes. even believe that carrot? No, I thought you guys like carved it or something. I was like, that could not be real. No, it, Michelangelo couldn't have carved such a perfect <laughs> palace carrot. <laughs> this is Paris. This is seven slitting questions. Are you ready? I am. What is your spirit animal? A penguin. Why? Oh, okay. I thought it was <laughs> I'm like, are these fast answers? Um, body type, body type. No, I, um, uh, I don't know. I kind of like how they do their own thing and they're, they're communal and social, but then once in a while you'll just see 
a penguin like kind of just facing its own way off to the side, like taking a minute. And, uh, you know, as an introvert, I kind of like relate to that, um, that penguin kind of standing off to the side, just like doing their own thing. Yes. <laughs> I just always love them. You're an introvert. Yeah, I am. Are you? I'm a secret introvert. I pretend yeah. to be an extrovert, but secretly that's what I am. Well, that's the thing is stand up and also DJing, whatever. It's like you're around people, but again, you're, you're controlling it. You want mm-hmm. everyone to have a great time, but it's, and then I know I want to go right back to my, I wish I could be beamed from the stage <laughs> to my bed, in my hotel room. Like, you know, I feel you. So I, I can go out like once a month, go out and have fun. And then like, I need a month to be quiet and to recharge. Yeah. But do, do you think that if you didn't have the jobs that you did, both being very obviously public facing that you would be like that person in the accounting office. Who's like, guys, I've got a routine who wants to go to the bar afterwards and do this. Like, you don't think it's, you need that somewhere. No, I no. I mean, I like to be social when I feel comfortable and safe. Um, and like, I can leave. Mm. Uh, I, yeah. Like I rarely say goodbye to people. Um, I, yeah, no, I, um, I really like, I, I really love talking to you and being around my friends, but I, and, and a quick, a quick interaction, but I get really like, I, you know, I used to if you go to like a wedding with a boyfriend or something, I, you know, hour two sitting around with, I'd be like, I can't, I just want to leave and I go like <laughs> lay in a bed and eat and watch TV. I could relate. <laughs> so you have three wishes. What are they? Oh, wow. Okay. My number one wish is, um, you know, of course my family and friends are all healthy. Everybody's great. Uh, I want to be able to fly. I'd like to be able to fly. Um, and I would like for, I would love to be able to snap my fingers and have everybody be educated about this country's history of, of racism and the destruction. Um, and, you know, just like, like, so that everybody would be treated as, as human beings and equals and we could kind of wipe out the actual caste system that we live in. Um, I'm always talking about Isabel Wilkerson's book cast and um, just, it really shines a light on, you know, the history of our country and, you know, why there's so such mistreatment of, of, uh, especially black people. Um, so flying equality for all. And then, um, what's the next one? I just want, okay. I want, I want my family to just be like happy and together. Like I just want Gene to grow up so happy and healthy. He's like the most joyful child. And I just want him to keep that joy. What what is his new middle name? Because I heard you had another middle <laughs> name for him. His, his new middle name is David. So he was named for David Tell, which was a mistake. Um, so we took his first name, which is also my dad's middle name. So yeah, his, we got, wanted to give him a fun Jewish sounding Gene David Fisher. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and what what is something that your kid has taught you? Hmm. Um, like how to like, like calmly get up when you're doused with endless vomit. Um, 
<laughs> uh, my, my kid has taught me that I'm capable of so much more than I than I understood. You just rise to the occasion when it's your baby. Uh, and like had all, you have all these instincts in you, you didn't know you had. I I made a joke because uh, Natalie Portman told me that she's like you'll you know you'll have more instincts than you think, and a lot of my instincts have been wrong. Um, like I just when I was leaving when I was coming over um, to record this with you, I say goodbye to him, you know, because we used to just sneak out. Like <laughs> like I, if I had to leave, I would just be like, uh, but now. Yes. The, you know, it's better for toddler, you know, you're like, mommy's leaving and I'll see you very soon. Okay, bye. You know, and you let him like have a little meltdown and then whatever. Um, so my instincts are not always great. But uh, yeah, I mean, everything. It's supposed to surprise me about everything. Just, yeah, like getting to know myself as a, as a mom. Um, yeah. And just how much, you're, like, yeah, just that love. Like you just, it's not about you, you know, it's like you really just want to get out of the way, but everybody says that we'll mess them up anyway. So sweet. The longest winded non answer. I like it. Your top three bucket list items. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Number one on the bucket list is I really do want to do everything I can to move the culture forward for women. And also educating myself and, and helping educate other people about the struggle of um for black and marginalized people uh so that's big on my bucket list i would like to go to africa (laughs) sorry those two i guess they're kind of related but yes have you been to africa i love it yes Ah, it's incredible it's amazing all right i have to go safaris are so cool it's just like beautiful i need to um try to have another baby uh, and bucket list. Um, fly? <laughs> yeah, I know. Can I say fly? Uh, I, I skydove once. It was not cool. Uh, and I've never been to Asia. I'd love to go to like Japan. I love Japan too. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And then it's, what is the craziest thing that you've done lately? Oh my God. <laughs> Well, I'm in New Orleans, so a lot. Um, yeah, what's the craziest thing? I mean, we were, you know, we love it here. Uh, Nola is a major, like, second home. Why New Orleans? I just love it here. I've been coming since I was like 16. I Came here when uh, I, you know, we chilled out here for a couple of months while I was pregnant. It's just the city is, the people, the food, the vibe. It's just. There's some quote, who said this? He said, they said, there's only New York, San Francisco, and New Orleans. Everywhere else is Cleveland. I have to look (laughs) up who said that. Um, Yeah. What's the craziest thing I've done lately? Um, I, I swam naked in my friend's pool two nights ago while they were home without their permission. So I'd like to say, Ben and Jeanette, I'm sorry. <laughs> they catch you? No. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is a lot of them. What's the kindest thing someone has done for you in the past month? Hmm. Um, 
You know, I, I'm going to have to say Chelsea Handler, actually. Uh, I was having, like, some strife with with someone in my family, and she she reached out to, you know, out of nowhere kind of and was like, uh, I'd, I'd love to email that person for you and like try to, you know, fix things. Um, this person we were both friends with and, uh, and I, I didn't want her to do that, but it really meant a lot to me that she was thinking about me and that she like, wanted to go out of her way to try to help. Cause I understand those instincts, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but usually it's like, you feel like you're the, thinking of how you can help other people. So it felt really, really moving to me that she was thinking about me. Uh, yeah. And Chris made some really good mushroom soup yesterday too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause that was my seven living questions. Okay. Well, those are great. Thanks. You did a great job. Thank you so much for uh, I mean, just a really fun talk. Yeah. yeah, this was this was a really good time. I'm glad we got to I'm glad we got to talk. And um, I'll send you your call time for the chinchillas. Yes, <laughs> I'll be there. We find out it was a real thing, and that was just her way of. <laughs> yeah, it was really. You guys want to sing me out with? Um... I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Yes. My best. Thank All you right. so much, you guys. I had a great time. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you. I can't wait to meet you in real life. I know. Me too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, bye, Amy. It's kind of fun to hear, I imagine, that someone that we both admire, you admire, Amy Schumer, ended up being a huge fan of you and really admired not only, you know, the simple life, but everything you're doing uh, with your advocacy. That made me so happy to hear. I've always loved her and... Just to hear someone speak like that about me, just it made me feel just so proud and excited and just feel so good all over. Like, I was like, wow, Amy Schumer loves me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, women supporting women love on the perfect day, International Women's Day. And uh, I think the only thing left to do would be figure out how to get Amy into your circle. I would love that. I think she would be so much fun to hang out with and... She's just awesome. Like I, I was not expecting that conversation. I thought I knew it was gonna be funny, but we went very deep. Like we were talking about just just so many things that are really important issues. And, you know, I was surprised just to hear about her past relationships and what she's been through. So that was emotional to hear because I could really relate to it. And I'm sure a lot of girls listening right now could relate to that. And um I thought that she gave incredible advice regarding it. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was just surprising because I've always just seen her as like such a strong woman and I never knew that she had went through all that. But um, like as people say that, you know, you never know what someone's been through in life. And um, that's a huge example of that today. And I'm happy that she is brave and tells her story and she's right that it's so important to do that. Yeah. Well, I think she's in the circle. She'll be happy to know when she listens to this episode that it's confirmed. And uh, you can pick up your uh, invite, Amy, whatever you'd like. Yes. From Slivington Manor. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you, guys. I hope you all enjoyed. And make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And get specific with what you love about the show, you know? Yep. 
Come on, we want to hear them. We've been reading them all. And also, we love your voicemails. So please leave us a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. Oh, we have it memorized now. This is a big step. This is like not even looking at the paper. What is it? We know it. So it's now it's up to you guys to memorize it. Send in everything. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Love Zach. This is Paris. Thanks for listening to This is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This is Paris Podcast. Bye, babes. <laughs>